Welcome to LHU, where we work through various topics, questions, and issues to help followers of Jesus engage their minds and grow in their faith. Hey, welcome to our course on things the Bible never said. Mm. What we're gonna do over the next few sessions is talk about phrases or little, little catchphrases that have been often repeated. Maybe you've said it a few times. Often believe that in fact, the Bible never says that. Yeah. Oftentimes, the Bible actually says the opposite of that. So we're gonna deconstruct some of those and we're starting with a big one, a popular one, which is only God can judge me. Mm. Pretty sure I've seen that on a few t-shirts recently in Walmart, I don't know about you. Most certainly you have seen that on many a t-shirts in Ocean City, Maryland. Ooh, little boardwalk fries. That statement <laughs> was uh, made widely popular by the great theologian Tupac Shakur mm. when years ago Read he coined, it's incredible, <laughs> dense and rich. Nevertheless, <laughs> Tupac made the statement that only God can judge me. And since then, many people have ascribed to that statement, believing mm. it to be true, yeah. using it often, when in fact, Scripture never said that. But there is a kernel of truth to that yeah. that we do see in Matthew 7 when Jesus made the statement, judge not lest you be judged. Mm. And what many people have interpreted that wrongly to believe is, is that we as followers of Jesus, being part of the household of faith, should resign ourselves altogether from judging mm. or discerning or yeah. looking at one another's actions and behaviors and not say anything at all about them. When yeah. in fact, that's not what Jesus asked for us as his followers, and he never said that specifically. Yeah, I think when you look at the context of Matthew 7, Jesus said, judge not lest you be judged. Mm. What he's talking, he's not saying a blanket prohibition, no judging, no discerning, don't right. even think about other people's actions. What he's saying is, don't be a hypocrite. Amen. If you read just a little further, he says, do not judge or you too will be judged. Mm. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Come on. And then he goes on to the really famous passage where he talks about if your brother, if your friend has a little bit of sawdust in their eye <laughs> and you have a log in your eye, don't be more concerned about the sawdust. Take care of yourself before you go judging other people. So what he's saying is, don't be the person who's always judging others, uh, but you never turn it back around on yourself. Absolutely. And this is why when it comes to um, uh, people judging one another, as we're called to in Scripture, we've earned ourselves a really <laughs> negative reputation. Yeah. And so the aversion towards judging is rooted in the unfortunate way that we have judged in the past, as you said, hypocritically. Mm. And so I think one of the things that we can do that can uh, lend itself to us avoiding doing that mm. is is the posture in which we approach Scripture. Yeah. Now, I'm going to say this because I found myself guilty of it. Mm. Uh, certainly, certainly I did this often in the early years that I was following Jesus or I was just starting my journey of faith that I would use Scripture more as a magnifying glass rather than a mirror. Mm. And so Good. I saw it more as a lens to sort of scrutinize other people's actions and behaviors and sizing them up against the standard that God has clearly outlined 
rather than using it as a mirror mm. of self-reflection, looking at my own logs in my eye, wow. looking at my own character flaws, looking at my own sin, I would use it more to look at others. That leads to a world of hurting. <laughs> yeah. It leads to people not wanting to hear from you mm. or don't feel loved by you and constantly feel judged by you, rightfully, which is exactly what Jesus told us not to do. Totally. And I think, you know, God has given us, Jesus has given us parameters, Absolutely. a description for this is what life should look like. Mm. This is how it should be lived. This is how you live a life that's not only fulfilling and peaceful and joyful, but righteous. This Amen. is how you walk out a life that pleases me. And so he's given us these parameters, and then he doesn't say, now don't go apply those or don't look at life through that. Amen. We're actually told, hey, judge the situations that you see around you. Judge what you see happening in culture. Judge what's happening Amen. in the world. Judge what's happening in the church. This is why the Apostle Paul says in 1 Corinthians 6, 2, don't you know that the saints will judge the world? Hmm. And if the world is to be judged by you, are you incompetent to judge trivial matters? Really what he's saying hmm. is, he's talking Amen. about Jesus in his kingdom when it's established. But he's saying, God's given you wisdom. He's given you discernment. Amen. He's given you scripture, all of which you use to judge. Amen. We're called to judge. Now the posture in which we do it is extremely important, like you just totally. mentioned. And so sometimes I think a question that's, helpful is not if we should judge or not. We're called to. Amen. We're called to be wise, discerning, observant, all of that. I think a better question would be, what standard are you judging by? Amen. Is it a standard that you apply to others and you don't apply to yourself? Because that's hypocritical. True. Is it a standard that it's your standard? It's your preferences Amen. rather than God's word? That's legalistic. Totally. Is it a standard that you treat people that don't know Jesus as if they're in the church? Because those are two totally different standards. So, Absolutely. Um, now, the fact of the matter is, when it comes to judging itself, many times we have such a negative connotation of that word. Totally. Like you were saying, because it's been seen so wrongly so often, um, it's really difficult for us to think about judging in a not negative lens. Amen. It's almost like we just associate that with self-righteous or legalism. Mm. So maybe if you're watching this, a better word than judging, if that does carry negative connotations with you, would be the word discerning. And Amen. so if you could kind of unpack what discerning looks like. Yeah. Discerning is really trying to identify whether or not our actions or another's actions are what's pleasing to God and fruitful for a life that's abundant mm. and God-glorifying and self-ultimately um, uh, causing joy. Yeah. That there is a standard, as you said, that we should discern our actions, our motives, our intentions by. One leads to life, mm. another way leads to death. Yeah. That's why Jesus said, if you live by the Spirit, you'll experience life. Mm. If you live by the flesh, you'll experience death. Therefore, we should discern, wait a minute, when we see a brother operating and going through certain seasons of life and doing certain, certain things, Jesus said, wisdom is proven by its fruits. Mm. That in and of itself means that you judge what's wise and unwise by the product it cultivates or yeah. creates. And so you discern so that you can challenge someone that you see and go, hey, 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 I don't believe that's God's way of doing it. I don't mm. believe that's ultimately leading to a life that he intends for you. Yeah. I don't believe that that's what he has for you. And that should first be applied to us. I, I think you, you, you said it right. 
that discernment is probably a better word than judging, but I would also say that we should ask, why are we discerning? Yeah. Whenever we discern one another's actions, mm. why is a wonderful place to start because that will determine, am I doing it out of love? Yeah. Or am I doing it out of self-righteousness? Or I'm on a moral high horse? <laughs> yeah. Or I feel like I can catch you in a wrong? Mm. If that's your motive and your posture, I would say reframe altogether from judging someone else yeah. before you examine yourself. Absolutely. And so I think, I think posture and why and discerning is what we're called to first examine. Mm. And I really believe that when you get to a place to where you go, hey, I mean, can you imagine you and I as pastors if we said, we're not going to judge anyone? Yeah. We're not going to no hold standards. It, no standard. Everybody, you do you, boo. We wouldn't. <laughs> be the Wild West. <laughs> Certainly in the GB. Absolutely. But what we are called to do is out of a loving posture, we are to examine one another to find out whether or not the fruits that they're producing mm -hmm. are rooted in a wisdom that they're behaving yeah. uh, or, or, or rooted in. So uh, you and I have used this analogy before when it comes to you and I being dads. Yeah. I got three kids, Asher and Lucia and Silas. What I see in their lives is I see God's potential. Mm. I see certain giftings and certain idiosyncrasies and certain personalities. I want them to experience life and life to the full. Yeah. In their default mode, many a times, they do not live up to their potential. Yeah. Takes one to know one. I certainly know that was the case for me in my adolescent years, all the way through my teenage years, even in my present <laughs> years. I have men in my life, as I am in Asher, Samuel, and, and, and Silas's and Lucia, that I judge them to see whether or not they're experiencing the potential that's in them, the mm. fullness of life that God has for them. Yeah. Why? Because I so deeply love them. Mm. That applies for those that judge me and discern whether or not my actions are in keeping with God's standard. I readily receive it because they love me. Their mm. why has stood the test, and therefore, I appreciate it. Yeah. And I think what we're saying is the posture of judging or discerning is so important. And that comes from recognizing Amen. at the end of the day, Jesus is the ultimate judge. He's the one who determines. He's judge. He's jury. He's the one that determines repercussions, consequences. Amen. That's not my job. Amen. I can look on someone's actions. I don't know their intentions. I don't know their heart. Amen. I don't know their background. I don't know what's going on behind the scenes. I don't know any of that. Mm. And so I can't you know, make a judgment call of condemnation on their character. All I can do is look at the actions Amen. and go, man, does this line up with Scripture? Does this line up with the life that Jesus has called us to? Because make no mistake about it, we are called to do that. Amen. It would be bad if we just abdicated that responsibility, which is why John, the best friend of Jesus, said, Dear friends, do not believe every spirit, mm. but test spirits or judge, Amen. discern to see whether they are from God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. Mm. Likewise, Paul says, do not despise prophecies, but test, judge, discern everything. Amen. Hold fast to what is good. Abstain from every form of evil. What they're saying is, hey, when someone comes into your life, whether a leader or a prophet or this or that, test it. Amen. Make sure it's legit. It lines up with scripture, that right. it's God honoring, that their fruit Yep. The results of their way of life glorifies God. Otherwise, 
hold what hold on to what's good Amen. let go of what is bad Amen. so we're constantly called to ask is this wise is this good does this lead me closer to jesus mm. is the heart behind it love and what's the fruit that comes out of this that's what we're talking about by judging or discerning amen amen so only god can judge me well in fact god never said that what he has called us to do is wisely and lovingly judge one another so that we see god's full potential come to fruition within them i hope this has been helpful and until next time keep judging one another <laughs> and do so with a loving heart so that we realize god's best in our life see you